All right, well, take two. Welcome back to Starcaster Marks. This is Ryan. I'm back with Chris. Howdy. I guess we had to make we had to make this intro more exciting for the yeah. lack of excitement in the game. <laughs> Th that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like Yeah. I I'm, uh, I'm I'm down for it. That sounds good. Let's do it. And, and you know, we were all expecting like a crazy game, you know, we're in the conference finals and then we play a game like that. It's like what the crap? I mean, we played a perfect Dallas Stars regular season game. No one that, can that's score. What I was thinking. A defenseman scores the goal. All right, good, good enough. Then, all right, they don't get to score anymore. That's yeah. it. <laughs> we're, we're good. So this is the first time we have seen this Stars play this way since the two-one win in the Calgary series. So the, we saw it once, and we were like. Yep. Oh, 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 okay, I'm confused. Are we playing this new run-and-gun, score five goals every time kind of game? Or is it this defensive thing? And then we saw the Colorado series, and then, and then we were all like, okay, I guess we're just going to score a barrage of goals every single game now. And then today happened. <laughs> hey, I mean, if this is the way that beats Vegas, which it obviously looked like it, they, they had nothing, <laughs> then so be it. I'll take, I'll take four boring wins over... <laughs> losing the series any day of the week yeah so man what a game uh it was boring to watch and you know from a national standpoint i can see how it would be a really boring game to watch especially if you were watching game seven against colorado or oh, yeah. honestly any of those games against colorado because it was just absolutely freaking insane that series i will never forget that series for the rest of my life and then we go out, and we're one of the, we're in the final four. We're one of the best teams in the league. And then we blank them, and we don't even blank them. We just won gold. That's all we needed. We we pressured in the first three minutes. Ben on that line with Como and Foxa instead of Cogs because Cogs is hurting out. And Ben can't play and offense they, now, so. Yeah, and he <laughs> got just... the assist. He got the assist on that goal. That's all they needed. They just needed that one goal. Yep. And it, it looked like, so every time the, the Hintz-Gurianov-Kiviranta line was out on the ice, they always had a chance, it seemed like. They, they played a great game again. Kiviranta has <laughs> more confidence than he should, definitely. He was making all kinds of stick-handling plays. So I hope you can keep that confidence up throughout the rest of the playoffs. But they played a great game. And I think the, the Ben Fox-Como line, they were all right. They got the goal, obviously, but... It didn't seem like they were pressing most of the time, but it was just overall a good a good team win, I guess. I mean, there's not much else we can say about it. I mean, Doby played well. He, like, he played a good game. It, it didn't look like he played a shutout, though. There wasn't really a huge save. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but... So, so, I don't know if you saw on the one of the Facebook groups, they were talking about, what do you call the Kiviranta, Hens, and Garyana flying? And uh, they were just trying to come up with some names. And uh, there was actually some pretty good ones for, for that line. There was uh, two Finns and a Ruski. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was pretty good. 
and uh, then there was another one that said, uh, what was it? Uh, Russian and Finnish? Russian and Russian Finnish line. So because, the you know, Finnish. the Russian Finnish line. Because they, they finish on the rush. Big brain. We need, we need something snappier. Yeah, we, but, but you know, it's also because Garyanov's Russian and the other two are Finns. So. Yeah. But Kivy Ronta still looked good. And, you know, you, we can't expect great. this yeah. score. Yeah, one of the tweets on Twitter was just like, wait, w- this Kivy Ronta guy, I thought he was going to score, like, multiple goals every game. What gives? Yeah. <laughs> Kivy Ronta played like... terrible this game. Unacceptable. We need to bring Cogs back. Yes. When you don't score three goals in a game, you suck. End of story. Unacceptable. Especially if your name is Yoel Kivy Ronta! All right, so man of the match. Who's our man of the match? Dobby, I guess. Yeah. Dobby gets the shutout, so he, he he obviously has to play good to get a shutout. So it's not like he played – I'm not saying he played bad. He played really well. He held on to a lot of rebounds, which is his main problem. But it just never seemed like Vegas pressed all that much. They had a couple decent chances, but there wasn't any multiple good chances in a row. Well, the third period, it seemed like they had the advantage. It, they never manufactured any constant press. So he he played a decent game. He made all the he made all the right saves, and he didn't give up any fluky goals. He played perfect. We win. <laughs> but it wasn't well, it wasn't like a Dubé a Dubé game. So I don't know. Definitely die well, because he gets the shutout. I think it's Dobby too, but I, I think you're undervaluing him, honestly, because he there are. A I've been doing it all playoffs, so. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of people have too, just because you know, oh well, he gave in four goals and the star scored five, so they just saved his butt. But you know, there have been opportune times when you know he may not have like the greatest statistics, but he had the greatest statistics in the regular season. But in this playoffs, he just seems to make the key saves when the stars need it. And then today is a prime example of that. There was, I think, there was none other bigger than the save on Nick Cousins. That save on Nick Cousins was absolutely huge. That was a big and, save, yes. And, and and he and he didn't even get much of it. He just got like just a piece of it, just a tiny itty bitty little piece of it that he was able to to get it out of the way. And then even in the third period, when they when Vegas was pressing, even on their power play. He was not giving up very many rebounds. I mean, he was yeah, like no rebounds. everything that came to him. Yeah, yeah. The only ones I saw were ones that he intentionally kicks to the corner. So it was it was just a flawless, flawless textbook play from him. He, like he, even that cousin save, it, he doesn't make like a big flashy play, but he makes he just makes the right plays. He stops all the ones he's supposed to stop. And the stars didn't give up any chances that he would have to flail his pads around for. So just. Great, great defense, great goaltending. We win. Hey, speaking of great goaltending, what did you think of the play of uh, Flower? I think he played really well. I think the Stars I had multi- multiple chances where they could have scored goals. It, we could have easily had three. We could Maybe have easily four. had. We could have had two after the first period. So, I, I think he was outstanding. I don't know if Vegas is going to call for his head, <laughs> tell him to put Leonard back in. But <laughs> so I expect to see Leonard next game. But yeah, that's what. <laughs> That was one thing I saw on Twitter. There was one tweet that a guy had, and he was just like, you know, they play so much better in front of Leonard and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it really sucks that, you know, Fleury gave up that one goal. 
it was one goal. Yeah, difficult to when blame you, your when goalie you, when you don't score a goal the whole game. When you give, yeah, when you give up two goals or less, you should be expected to win the game. That's, I mean, that's just a rule of thumb. I Unless think. you're the stars. Unless you're the stars, and you win <laughs> one other thing, I guess. But the the fact is, it, the play from Vegas tonight was not Flurry's fault. Flurry, it, although I am. A little questioning why you start Flurry instead of Leonard. It, I, I, I couldn't think of a reason. Uh, is uh, there, can you think of one? Just because of his three Stanley Cups. He he, he played game, game seven. One? He played game seven, so maybe he's tired. He played well. He, he played a lot. Like they they've had multiple. They've had a lot of games. They have. Oh, Flurry. Leonard played game seven. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Leonard played game seven. Sorry. Yes. So Flurry's still a great goalie. Obviously, he allows one goal. So I I, I think. I think it's a why not more than anything, really. Like, I think if we have Bishop, if Bishop's healthy, I think he would play game one. So. Yeah. So, all right, let, let me ask you this next question, because this next question was something that popped up on Twitter a lot, uh, especially during the intermission when everybody was on Twitter, not really paying attention to NBC. Um, do you think it was more of the Stars were just that dominant defensively, or do you think just the Vegas Golden Knights just didn't show up today? That is something I want to talk about. I think it's a combination of both. I think the Stars played great defense, especially compared to what happened in Colorado. And I know Vegas isn't as fast, so it's a little bit easier, but Dallas did play a great defensive game. But Vegas also, uh, I know that Dubé came in, and he played amazing and everything, but I was saying... Like, I was watching those games. Dubé didn't make any... Well, he made some spectacular saves. But, like, it wasn't, like, ten. He made, like, one or two each game. So Vegas isn't playing that great. Especially, like, even in game seven. They score one goal. One goal to win <laughs> to win the game seven. So, I don't... I think they're having troubles controlling the puck. Shooting. Like, their passing is wrong. Their entries are off. I think they're just off all around. And I think another thing that is super uh, super tough for them is they can't win a face-off. 60 well, to 40 percentage 60 to 40. Today. And that continue, That was in the Vancouver series all throughout. And that's going to happen every single game. Mm-hmm. Unless they figure something out, which I don't think they can. I just don't think they have good enough face-off guys. So they're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to enter the zone and if they don't, they are going to have a tough time in this series. And, you know, I'm, I'll go back to what you said earlier, too, about, you know, it didn't really feel like Anton Hudobin had, like, a huge shutout performance and all that sort of stuff. We were outshot in the third period 15-2. to two. Yeah, it, it didn't really feel didn't, like that it, either. It didn't feel like that, right. Yeah, so, so that's that's one of those misleading stats that you look at and you're kind of like, wow, so they, they must have been pressing a lot, which they and did. I, they they pressed, but, but the Stars still played their brand of hockey, which was defensive hockey. And I, and I think we see that the Knights shoot a lot too. You don't you don't get 20 shots in the first period against the Vancouver Canucks, and they're all great shots. <laughs> That's not what happens. Vegas likes to shoot, and they're going to shoot from the outside if they get the chance, and we're going to let them if, we're, <laughs> if it's not going to be a good shot. Well, you know who Dobin's going to stop it. So I think so you- at the end there, they just started peppering the same way that they did when they were flustered against Dubé, and they're just like, just get stuff on net. Demko. Demko. Uh, Demko. How many times have I said Dubé? <laughs> uh, like about four or five times. Four or five. Demko. <laughs> you're, you're going back to Calgary, Dylan yeah. Dubé. <laughs> no one knows who Demko is anyway. Whatever. Demko. Uh, Every time I said Dubé, they, Demko, 
They know now. Shut up. <laughs> they know who he is now. So yeah. I, I think Vegas is just – they're just throwing rubber at the net and hoping something sticks. And uh, I thought that something was going to stick eventually in this game. I thought we needed a second goal. and that's I what, kept saying that too. Yeah, that's what Klinger said in his post game as well. But turns out we didn't. They didn't make any good shots in the third period really in my opinion. Well, and you know that – random thought that crossed my head. Uh, random tangent. Do you think Markstrom is coming back to Vancouver? I don't know. I, think I don't think should. so after. I don't think I, so after that performance by Demko. They can't. They can't afford him. They really can't afford him. I, okay. I, I, I think he's still a great goalie, but yeah. Oh yeah, he's still no. That's nothing. Nothing against him being a bad goaltender. It's just that, that Demko proved in those last three games that he could be a starter. I, I don't think, think uh, that'd be a pretty rash decision, but yeah, tangent. Well, I mean, you got to make rash decisions when the cap is going to stay at eighty-one point five until you know true. the league starts making money again. True. So. True. True. Anyways, so goaltender, both goaltenders were fantastic today. Flurry, nothing against him. He played like he, does, he always has in Vegas and in Pittsburgh. And yeah, that gives Hudobin, him the third star. Yeah, Hudobin, Hudobin was just that much better. It, it just that little bit better, and then I think one the goal team, better. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Stars played better in front of Hudobin than the Vegas Golden Knights did in front of Flurry. So I think that was a big part of it. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, defense. And not defense as in, like, playing defense, but our defensemen. The Stars defensemen and the Vegas defensemen, they made they had a huge segment on it in the postgame. And it was something like the Stars defensemen had scored 46 points in these playoffs. And then for the uh, VGKs, it was something similar. It was like 37 or 39 or something crazy like that. So, so what does that what does that say about the brand of hockey that both of these teams play? Yeah, it's the it's the similar style, right? So we we don't have guys that are gonna fly into the zone and score on the rush. We're gonna fly into the zone, hit the late man, and <laughs> have them snipe it in, or get some bodies in front and get give them points off of rebounds and deflections and stuff. So Vegas and Dallas are very similar in that way. I think Vegas is more set in that play style, right? So we we have some flashier players than they do. We have the the speedy guys in Hintz and Guryanov and Kivy Ranta now, I guess. And and Vegas doesn't really have that. They're they're very structured and they're normally they normally have a much better entrance to the zone than they did this game. But yeah, I, I think both these teams are very similar. I think Dallas edges them out if if games keep being played like this, though. Yeah, it's it's just that I I saw a bunch of these uh, other podcasts that I'm listening to, and these other YouTube channels I listen to, and I didn't believe it at first because I thought the series was still going to be high scoring just because of what Dallas has had to do in the past two series. But uh, a lot of people kept saying, you know, there's going to be a lot of these 2-1 games, these 3-2 games, these, I, I guess, these one nothing games. And I, I didn't see that. I really thought this was going to be like another offensive shootout because, you know, both teams really do have a lot of offensive firepower. I, I thought less of the Stars' offensive power coming into the return-to-play format and everything. But I always knew Vegas had that. I mean, when you got – I mean, I – I mean, a lot of people can name the top six for Vegas just because they're that good. 
I mean, you've got Mark Stone, you've got Max Pacioretty, you've got Paul Stadsny, you've got Jonathan Marcheseau, you've got Riley Smith, who is a former Dallas Star draft pick. And then you've also got William Carlson, who went and scored 42 goals his first year. So I guess I was wrong. I've been wrong a lot lately, and the Stars are still somehow finding a way to win. Yeah, I think I think both teams are kind of struggling offensively now. We saw Vegas do it at the end of the last series. One one or two goals in the last, like, three games, which was not oh, yeah. good. Yeah, one well, real goal uh, yeah, in against the last goalies. three games. Yeah. But, uh... I, th- I think Dallas is, str- is kind of struggling too. The-, the only the only line that looked like a threat was the Gurry, the Gurry hints. We need to come up with a name for it. I can't say all these. Let- names. Let's just call it, let's <laughs> just call it the Russian finish line. The Russian the finish Russian line and finish line. <laughs> the let's Russian the Russian finish line was the only one that looked offensively potent throughout the game, really. And our defenseman did the whole game, which we need to score. So. I I think we got to get our guys going again, other than those three. And Vegas obviously needs anybody to get going. Nobody looked particularly good this game, in my opinion. No one stuck out in, from Vegas. So and both teams need to find some offense, I think. They're both kind of struggling. Yep. And then, you know, speaking of defense also, uh, Klinger played an awesome game, other than just the goal. Like, I mean, he, I know he scored the goal, and that's the difference in the game. And now four of his six goals in the playoffs are now game winners, which that's huge for us. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but what about his physic the physicality that he actually had today? He's not yeah. known as a big guy. He he's tall, but he's very he's very lanky. He's only like 170 pounds, something like that. And I know, yeah, he is. He's he's, he's really lanky. He's not that he's not that big. Yeah. But um that hit on Riley Smith. Riley Smith was like going in all in him and was like, I'm gonna pummel this guy into the boards. And John Klingberg was like, <laughs> no, buddy, get your butt on the ground. And yeah. he just took a huge hit. So the physicality is obviously going to be a difference in this series. And in Stars, defensemen showed up with that physical play today. Yep, a lot of hits. Almost 100 in the whole game. 49 for Dallas, 47 for Vegas. So that's going to continue throughout the series, I, I think. And, you know, speaking of physical play, do you think – that Ryan and Reeves is that big of a difference for Vegas? I think he is. I think he's a pest. I think he's a big hitter, and he can swing some stuff. So I think Vegas looked like they had no heart this game, and I think a big swing or a cheap shot or a fight could have could have changed something. But I, I, I think he is going to be much more dangerous in game two, and I would definitely expect to notice him throughout the game. Right, and... I'm expecting him to come out full force in game two because he's going to be the only fresh one. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I, I, hopefully he's skating on some eggshells a little bit so he kind of reels it back in some. But, yeah, I'm not looking forward to playing against this man's. Okay, so so here's, the, here's another question about Ryan Reeves because he just really is that important of a player for Vegas. I think he's one of the last enforcers left in the league, like the Steve Otts, the Titans. Yeah, that's his only kind of job. He literally but, can't do anything he, else. He can, but he's but he's still a effective player for check wise. So he may not for check, yeah. He but I mean like we have players like that. I mean like Blake Como. He hits everything in sight. Yeah, but no <laughs> no one knows who Blake Como is. Everybody in the league knows who Ryan Reeves is, and that's just because he's a punk. So, yep. So and, okay. So anyways, about Ryan Reeves, do you if he 
starts to come out and he starts to try and push us around and stuff like that. Do we do we try to stay emotionally detached from that and not let Vegas get into it? Because that's what happened to Vancouver. And I, I'm, I'm going to have to pick a bone with Antoine. But Don't you he dare. Pick, he, he picked a fight. <laughs> Roussel picked a fight with uh, Ryan Reeves. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, especially in the last couple of games, Vancouver just had no answer for Vegas at all. Yeah. So it, do you... If if he comes out any challenges, do you you know punch the guy in the face, or do you just push him off to the side and say, eh, whatever, just just leave him alone? I think Ben should answer the bell. Ben Ben can't score right now. It's obvious. He knows. The coach knows. That's why he's taking the place of where Cogliano was. So he he's struggling offensively. There's lots of times where he completely lost his hands in the neutral zone and in the offensive zone. So I think. If he wants to step up and make a difference in this series, he he can neutralize Ryan Ble- Ryan Reeves. And every time he's on the ice, Ben can jump on the ice, pin him to the boards, make him angry. Just I think if we can keep Ryan Reeves focused on Jamie Ben and not our flying guys or our little defensemen back there, I think we'll be good. I think that's the best way to go about it. I think Roussel couldn't do it because he can't match up physically, right? <laughs> so Rutel. Russell's more of like a like a like a pest, so he he kind of makes you get a penalty by punching him in the face, and then he cackles and skates back to the bench. <laughs> but <laughs> but but Jamie Ben could do that, and then drop the gloves with Ryan Reeves and go at it and have a have a good fight. So uh, See, I, th- I I think Ben should answer. That's a good that's a good player to step up, and it's good that I'm actually thinking of two other players that could step up that could answer that bell because. Honestly, at first I was like, Jamie Alexiak should do that. Jamie Alexiak is 6'7". He should be able to punch Ryan Reeves into the back wall, right? But you, if you're Jamie or if you're Rick Bonus and you know Ryan Reeves is coming into game two because he definitely will, you're telling Alexiak, you stay away from Ryan Reeves. And the reason being is because he's one of our top four defensemen. And we don't want Hanley and, playing more than he needs to. <laughs> right, and we need Alexiak on the ice. He has to be on the ice because we rely so much on that top four. That that um, is 100% true. We, so, we can't have Alexiak in the box so, for five minutes. It'll it'll hurt us. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's not a good trade-off. Ryan Reeves for Alexiak, that's, that would hurt us every Very bad. step of the way. So what about Corey Perry? Yeah, he. Can, I don't think he matches up. As well physically against Ryan Reeves, I think Ryan Reeves could honestly beat the crap out of Corey Perry. <laughs> but, but that's a trade-off I would be willing to take, yeah, that, and yes, Corey Perry would yes. be willing to answer the bell for that. Yes, that would be a trade-off I would be willing to make. Yes, as as long as it's not one of our top four guys, uh, and it's someone who won't just get walked all over the way Roussel did, I think it'll be fine. But I I don't think we just let him have have his way and do whatever he wants with our speedy little guys that'll that'll really rattle them especially since they're younger too so well the good thing is, is that gary onloff and hints and you know kiviranta they they've been showing that physicality as well and you know unfortunately for the national audience they want to see this running gun offense like colorado like philadelphia like tampa bay but yet three of the four teams that are remaining are all you know really four line hockey I Probably mean, a reason for that. Because <laughs> it's a team sport. Yes. And one of the last things, and we'll sign off on this. They still mentioned McKinnon. 
Yeah, that was the series uh, freaking over. <laughs> that Come honestly, that I actually laughed out loud at that. <laughs> so they asked about what the Stars' defense meant, and they were like, "You know what it means? It means Nathan McKinnon is a great hockey player." With just like, okay, that good. Whatever. I just stood up and I just laughed. At, I left the room. I was like, "Okay, that was that was so funny." That, it, it, that, <laughs> I thought they were joking at first. It was hilarious. It's just like, come on, please, please. I'm so sick of hearing about him. I know. He's a great player, Colorado. You hold on to that man for the rest of his career. But, dude, come on, NBC. <laughs> come on. Talk about how great of a defensive game it was, or something. I mean, which they did. They event. I mean, but they and it was only one comment about McKinnon. But dude, but the, the very first out. one. The he very first out. one. I <laughs> know. It's just like, come on, man. Get over yourself. Okay, I'll leave it at that. All right, and then one random thing I wanted to mention. Pierre Maguire, Mr. Pencilhead, bald-headed, inside the glass man for NBC, apparently got an interview for the Arizona GM job. I hope he gets it. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would make Arizona <laughs> even more be, of a joke. <laughs> that, would, that would be the most 2020 thing to happen. And, you know, you know, as much crap as Nathan – or Nathan, excuse me. See, now, now I've got stuck in my head Nathan McKinnon as – you know, as much crap as Pierre Maguire gets for his announcing and all that stuff, he really does know his hockey. So, and technically, eh. you could be saying he's been scouting players for years being a broadcaster now. So, he knows probably a ton about all of these players. So, that may be a good thing for Arizona. I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but we'll see. So, I've got one more thing. Tyler Sagan looks very obviously hurt. He can't skate. <laughs> it, he can't like, skate, it, it, but he was very noticeable today. He, yeah, he we really saw him was more. Trying. But every time there was a, there was a puck, a fifty-fifty puck, he can't get to it. it, it it's kind of sad to watch, actually. <laughs> Tyler Sagan not being fast, but he, he's very obviously playing hurt. I think now. I, I think he's only got like seven points, right? He's got two goals, five assists, something like that. I don't know. And yet he's more of a passenger. He's on the back seat of this whole, you know, thing for the stars so yeah, so if anyone's it, it, wondering why sagan's playing bad he's hurt it, there's no doubt in my mind now well and there was uh, there was something i saw on twitter as well that when they were celebrating after kiviranta scored his third goal of the hat trick in game seven you could see that his jersey was down a little bit and around his left wrist it looked like there was some kind of wrap or something on it so it, yeah. Something's wrong but with him. Something's <laughs> wrong with him. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's a hand thing or something. Yeah, it's not and just he's not producing. He's not. He's not. He doesn't look like Tyler Sagan right now. So, yeah, and he may be slow, but he's still noticeable. He's still yeah. noticeable. And today he was definitely noticeable. There was at least four or five times when I was like, "Okay, Sagan, that's that's a good play. That's a good play. I can." S-. And there were a couple shots he was able to get off, but he, you're right. He just looks, he just looks a little off, and he's playing hurt. So. We'll just hope that uh, he can keep he can do what he can, because uh, you know an injured Tyler Sagan is probably better than a, a healthy Jason Robertson or a you know hundred percent true or a Nick Camano or something like that. So, all right, guys, that's all we got for you tonight. Good podcast, Chris. Uh, this has been Starcastic Remarks. I'm Ryan, and you can follow us on Twitter at Starcastic R. You can also like our Facebook page. And you can also subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, Starcastic Remarks. Uh, stars win. Stars win. Stars win. I need to, I need to do a better Jeff K on that. 
<laughs> and they win by a final score of one to nothing tonight, playing Dallas Stars hockey, not this running gun stuff that we saw. Yay, boring! Yay, boring! And maybe we'll do another podcast tomorrow. To well, we might not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, Chris, real quick, who do you got in the Eastern Final? Who's going to uh, win? Uh, 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 the Islanders, they're going to win. They're way better. Islanders in seven. I'm going to say that. Islanders in seven. That's where we're going to go. Okay. And we'll see you guys on the flip side. Night, guys.